5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. With us. Welcome in, everybody. Hope Wednesday's going well for you. Midweek edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Middle of the month. Uh, we've got uh, our guy Chris producing today. Uh, ben Byram on the uh, 94.3 The Game Sports uh, updates. Do we have a Hey Ben that we can uh, work in there? Just, uh, I know Ben's not. Hey, Ben. Today. There you go. Ooh, a little hey, Ben over, uh, over some, uh, Sabbath there, right? I can see that. I deserve an I intro. I deserve background music. Is that it's like right? like a movie well, with me. It is like a movie with you, undoubtedly. Chris, you good? Yes, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. Chris did a great job this weekend. Ben and I were just remarking about, um, Chris was really spurring our uh, social media. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The uh, fans the did not mind taking pictures one bit. They were ready to support their pirates. You got some good photos and videos and got to interact. What was the craziest or most exciting thing you saw? What, like you were amongst the people. So you probably couldn't uh, tell anybody what happened during the game. I think the best thing I saw was that poster that said hooked and cooked, smoked those longhorns. Yeah. I love that. That was over there by uh, where the Big Hen was tailgating. Yep, that was right around his tailgate. I think it got Uh, ruined in the rain, though, sadly. I'm sure Uh, someone was mad about working that hard on that. Yeah. Did you you talk to the Big Hen? Did he recognize you? you? Yes, I did. He had some steaks cooking on the grill. He gave me and Philip one. It was really good. How about that? How about that? Well, uh, so a little bit of news that broke uh, yesterday, I I guess maybe around the time we were on – I know this all came, I think, after we got off the air yesterday. We've had kind of like breaking stories the last two days. There was the Jordan weigh-in around the time we were getting off the air Monday, and then after the time we were getting off the air yesterday, uh, it was announced that Clemson Baseball has hired a pirate. Just not our pirate. They hired uh, Eric Backich to take over the uh, Tigers program there. And uh, it's been reported, uh, the Big Hen kind of confirmed it this morning, but also uh, the folks over at D1 Baseball uh, reporting that Nick Schnabel, also who played uh, with Backich and Godwin and was uh, a guy who played for Coach LeClaire uh, here in Greenville, uh, Nick Schnabel's going to go and be the assistant at uh, Clemson like he was Backich's assistant in Michigan been uh, the associate head coach actually the last nine years and the recruiting coordinator for the Wolverines and they were the 2019 college baseball runner-up really like uh, coach Backich a lot we talked to him a couple years ago he was really uh, a cool guy to talk to didn't get a chance to talk to him on the air when uh, Michigan came to Greenville in February we really couldn't just couldn't work it out with his schedule and their travel because they actually were spending a couple days uh, was Michigan and Florida playing games before they came to the uh, Coach LeClaire uh, event. Uh, so we just couldn't work that out. Uh, you know, I think there's basketball going on around the time, too, with my schedule. Just We, we couldn't sync our schedules up. Uh, but Eric was real uh, accommodating to wanting to do that if we could have gotten the schedule worked out. And I said it just didn't happen. So uh, hopefully we'll get a chance here in the next couple of weeks to maybe uh, – Check in with him. Uh, I know Coach Godwin, uh, it was confirmed today that Coach Godwin's going to be with us on Monday's show. So we'll kind of put a uh, a bow on the uh, season and uh, set the tone for what the offseason will look like. Uh, and just overall thoughts on uh, where the program is right now. Uh, obviously in a good place, but uh, we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get into it with Coach Godwin on Monday. So that is coming up. Uh, Brian Mole will be with us today. Uh, he, of course, of the Caddy Network, covers the PGA. There's the Live Golf stuff. 
Uh, tomorrow morning, HV3 tees off before 8 o'clock in, in the a.m. Uh, for uh, the U.S. Open. So we've got that uh, going on. So we'll get into all of that coming up here. In fact, I think Maul's going to join us in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. So uh, stand by for that. Uh, if we have time today, a little hold my beer. But uh, Eric Backich going to be the coach at Michigan. Now, I, there's you know a couple sources that I talked to within uh, the baseball realm. Um, pretty smart individuals. You know, I, I always like to talk. It's not very hard. It's, you find a ton of people smarter than I am. But I always like, it, no matter what I'm doing, I like to try to find people who are more knowledgeable, more dialed in, smarter than I am. If I have questions or if I need to get some clarity on something or I just want to get some insight on something. And uh, there's a uh, someone who's kind of all, you know, fairly recent or frequent contributor to the Always Anonymous text line. And this person's, uh, I, I question their rooting interest sometimes, but uh, they've coached kind of all different levels of baseball. And so they know they're really dialed into the scene. And they were kind of saying to me originally that, you know, Clemson had some real heady names on their list. Uh, the guy, well, just, just coaches that are in current situations that are really, really well paid. And I think the idea was to see would they come to Clemson, you know, and what would it take monetarily. And I think in those coaches, as it was explained to me, that their situation was, hey, our situation is really good. It's a pay. It's a really high-paid situation. I'm not going to move on. Now, I was told by two different kind of um, people connected to ECU that there was some flirtation or, or what have you with Coach Godwin and Clemson, whether there was or not, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. It's again what I was told, and I was told this as recently as yesterday, and it wasn't something I was soliciting. People were, were telling me about it, and uh, then this package thing was announced. So, uh, you know, again, the, I not to get over all over the roadmap here, but when I kind of talked this morning to a source of mine that just again kind of knows all these coaching comings and goings, and and just some various things that are happening in uh, college baseball. He basically said that, you know, Backage made a lot of sense because he was at a, a Big Ten school. It was an opportunity to get out of the north and get away from that rotten weather and uh, coaching the hyper-competitive ACC. And, and it wasn't that he was not high up on their list. It's just, I think, for what they want to dedicate to baseball, it is a uh, it just worked out. Kind of a young, still a youngish up-and-coming coach. The money worked out on it, and I, I, you know, there's a lot of talk. Clemson wants to put some resource into baseball that maybe they have not put in in recent years, but uh, it remains to be seen. We'll see, but uh, I do know they got a very successful coach, a guy who's been to the College World Series, and Eric Backage, a guy who got to the tournament again this year with with Michigan, and uh, Nick Schnabel, whose mom just moved out to the uh, upstate of South Carolina here recently, is going to be joining him. So that makes all the sense in the uh, world there. So congratulations to uh, to Nick Schnabel and, and uh, also to Eric Backage, and I hope we get a chance to catch up with those guys uh, really, really soon. Uh, let's see. There's a couple of other uh, notes. That I guess it was made official today by the American uh, that uh, starting July 1st of next year, so we're a little over a year away from uh, UAB, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, and Texas San Antonio joining the American officially. Uh, ben, was it Friday that the – it was Friday, wasn't it, that the word came out that uh, the American had reached a deal. The settlements, with, yeah. Yeah, the settlement deal with uh, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. And we never got an idea. Was there any release in that with any of the money, or is that just the report that the deal had been reached? No, there, there was money released in that. I'll look it up for you real quick. But they, yeah, Google they that and let me know. For it. Yeah, let me know what the money is on that. Because I also was getting explained to yesterday that, I mean, this obviously, with the departure of those schools and these new schools coming in and their money that they're putting forth to commit to the league and you know, how the TV revenue will be divided up now 
with the ECU, one of those taking a little more of the precedent as as a as a member when the new TV deal was struck. That monetarily, this could be really really positive for the Pirates moving forward, and for ECU athletics is what I mean to say there. So um, Ben will get me that number, and and we'll figure out what what that is. But uh, Charlotte, uh, UAB, FAU, UNT, Rice, and uh, UTSA all headed. Uh, there are a lot of Texas in that. Again, I like the Charlotte thing. I think it gives ECU a little bit of someone to compete with in a metro where ECU obviously is going to recruit uh, athletes out of particularly football, and, and I would think more and more basketball. What you got, Ben? So it's $18 million for each uh, each school over a 14-year period. So it is divided. That well, Hey, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, really good. But, I mean, look, $18 is not a bad number, is it? No, not at, not all. at all. I mean, that could definitely help not the conference all. big time. So uh, we had Zoki on yesterday, Ben. He wanted me to give you his regards, by the way. He really had – I mean, this was unsolicited. He had a lot of good things to say about oh, it. Oh, did he miss NBA me? Baby Byron. I think he did a we're little. Tight. We're tight. I mean, we're, we're good friends. You know, we've, we've formed quite a bond on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, Zok um, said that he wanted uh, – his specific – I think he specifically said House B Baby Byron. He shows me some respect. He, he knows what he knows by, the deal. By, by calling you by your ridiculous nickname, he shows you respect. Is that what by by the name you answer to in the streets? Yeah, is absolutely. That what, yeah, he, real recognizes real. <laughs> Zoki's great. Well, Zoki, you know, I kind of went back and re-listened to some of what Zoki said yesterday. Zoki wasn't saying that this isn't going to happen with Baker Mayfield, because, boy, this does not seem like this is going away. But, I mean, Zoki said right now the starter is Sam Darnold. Matt Carroll, uh, Matt Corral's been drafted for the reason of quarterback of the future, potentially, to create competition in camp, and we need to be patient. Yeah. But he also just he went through, you don't need to give up assets um, for Baker Mayfield. But Cleveland's not going to take on all that money unless you, they get some assets. Yeah. I, well, the thing about Cleveland and what makes this trade scenario and this whole trade negotiation kind of interesting is the fact that right now they have no bargaining power because they already have their quarterback that they're running with, and they paid him the most money in the league Yeah, but right he may now. not play this year. He may not play this year. Well, whatever the, 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 the point is, everybody knows, is that they desperately want to get rid of Baker Mayfield, right. especially with that cap hit. And uh, they've pretty much like folded their cards. I mean, they've revealed their hand. They know what's going on. They have no bargaining power of most of these trade suitors. They know that they can't be stuck with them and that they're desperate to get rid of them. So eventually, whether it's a month down the line or right before the season, uh, they're going to have to get rid of them. They're going to get less than what they wanted for them because uh, they kind of jumped the gun with the Deshaun Watson deal a little bit. So we hear what Zoke said. We hear what uh, Matt Rule has blabbered on about. And we hear what others have kind of talked about in Charlotte. Yet with this report lingers, Ben, that Baker may. So, I mean, do, where are you believing there's fire to the smoke, as I said yesterday? Or do you think this is just silly season, off-season talk because we don't have football filling our our screens for another couple months? Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, I do believe in it uh, just because it doesn't seem like the team itself, not necessarily the personnel or anything, really rallied around Sam Darnold, especially at, uh, later later half of the year last year, yeah, midpoint of the was year. A dis, that was a dysfunctional situation. E- either way, year. you you can't have a you can't have that guy in the room no longer after this year. I mean, it, oh it's no, pre- I agree with you. It's pretty there. clear they're going to take the eighteen million dollar cap hit, write it out one more year, and they're going to let him go. I mean, I, as much as I want to believe Sam Darnold's going to finally have a breakout year it's it's highly unlikely it's going to happen and if so do you really want to take a chance and sign her to a, sign him to a longer term deal after just one season after being after playing for five years in the league um after one season finally well, showing out i mean i don't think anybody really wants to take that chance and give him big money what i think's crazy about well he's making big money as it is what i think's crazy about this is i mean well, all right, Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. Yeah, clearly. I mean, I think that's that. But I mean, there's some people who only saying that he's marginally better. I, 
I don't. I think he's a lot better. Oh no, absolutely. I, I think the only thing that Sam Donald has over Baker Mayfield right now, and people might think I'm crazy, but I think Sam Donald's a little bit more mobile. Uh, I think he's just the better on Maybe. his feet. Yeah, he, I think yeah. he's better mo- mobility wise. I mean, people forget there was a point last year where Sam Donald, in a good point, good way through the season, led in rushing touchdowns. I mean, he was our best yeah. red zone threat in terms of on his feet. So, yeah. But other than that, I mean. It doesn't really matter when you don't really have necessarily the accuracy or the best necessarily passing skills at the quarterback position. I mean, Baker is miles ahead, and Baker's had success in this league. Sam Darnold hasn't. I mean, it, it's got to be worth something, the fact that Baker Mayfield got the Browns to the playoffs just two years ago. I mean, that's got to be worth something. Chris, you're not an impassioned uh fan of uh, the Panthers like Ben is. We see we hear Ben getting emotional there because Ben gets emotional about things he likes. Um, what are you, uh, Who would you take looking at this outside in? Uh, I, I would take uh, Darnold, honestly, because uh, oh. be, being a big Packers fan, I, I remember the game uh, last year where the Browns played the Packers. We would have lost that game if, it, if Baker Mayfield played better through three interceptions. And then also uh, – when the Packers played the Jets, when Darnold was still with the Jets, uh, we nearly lost that one as well. So, I mean, that's really the mo- mostly what I have to go off of it, but I don't really see the problems with his accuracy and stuff. Baker Mayfield, just uh, I don't know about him. Ben, are we going to have to hear a lot of we talk about Green Bay this year? Is that what I'm picking up here? You are what I'm on, yes, sir. Oh, uh, I see. All right, I don't like it. Okay, um... One other thing today, uh, boy, if there's ever a day you need Pilkington in the house. So there was a, another catch. Ben's going to give you an update. Uh, you know, there are a lot of boats out today or more boats out today. Um, I think there'll be even more out tomorrow. Yesterday, yesterday was kind of the lay day down at the Big Rock. Um, but did you, Ben, did you, who is, Big Hen put this on his social media, Walker Hayes. Who is Walker Hayes, Ben? Do we know him? So, so a, I, I've heard the name before. I know he's big okay. with the ladies. Um, he's one of the bigger oh, country yeah. acts out there. Okay. A little bit more pop. Chris, this is not your. Chris, this is not your uh, genre. Oh, is Chris it? doesn't have a clue. He doesn't know Bro what country? we're talking about right now. Okay. Yeah. Look up some Walker Hayes going. Uh, we'll have some Walker Hayes when we come back, and maybe we'll we'll recognize a song. Oh yeah, I I got one you'll definitely recognize. Okay. I'm not going to reveal it right now, but you, yeah, you, it's automatically going to incite rage. Oh really? Okay. You, yeah, you're going to be people right. are going to be furious here, furious here in this song because this was the most hated song of 2020, 2021. I mean, people hated the okay. song. All right, no, that's fine. I'll All give right. you I'll give you a hint here. No, 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 don't give me a hint. Just play it for me when we come back right. out of break. All right. All right, just do that. Just do that. We're going to break right now, though. Uh, Brian, we just wasted 17 minutes of radio. I wanted to get no. the people wondering during the break. I wanted to keep them Well, no, that's fine. That's a tease in the radio business. Yeah. I like that. All yeah. right, so uh, we'll come back, and uh, we'll talk to Brian Mull. Ben will have an update for us. Uh, we'll talk live golf. We'll talk U.S. Open with him, so stay tuned for that uh, as that gets underway tomorrow. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll have more when we come back on uh, this sensational Wednesday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I'm Tim Sutton from Greenville Auto World. Trucks, 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 two-wheel drives, four-wheel drive, extended cabs, crew cabs, you name it, we have it. Late model, low mileage, all brands. 15 minutes to choose from for all of your financing options. Plus, we customize tires, rims, lift kits on site. No matter how large or small the job is, for an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, 
and our community involvement. That's true. We see town insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Hey, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check, girl, I got you. Did uh, somebody like break into Pilkington's playlist? Is that what happened? You know it, Ben picked that one. Say that again. Ben picked that one. Oh, Ben <laughs> This is Walker Hayes, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not because I like the song. I just know everybody has heard this song at one point. I got you. Any kind no, no, of this, no, this guy's down. Yeah, this guy's down at uh, this guy's down at uh, the Big Rock right now. I tell, it was brilliant because wasn't this on the actual Apple Applebee's commercial? Yeah, it was like the most hated commercial in the last like ten years. Like people I, look, hated that commercial. He got a check though, didn't he? I'm sure he got a massive check. It was in yeah. every commercial break on every TV station. More power to him. Yeah, more power to him. He got a check. My three-year-old nephew, my little buddy uh, Smitty like this. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, that's. I think he's uh, at a good a good point when it comes to music at his age. I mean, think about what you like. That what, what is he, five years old, four or five? No, that's, uh, my, my uh, Smitty is uh, four now. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he, so his music development is way better than what I was at at that age. I mean, I like Sesame Street and stuff like that at right. that age. So, I mean, yeah, yeah not too yeah. bad. He liked, the, he liked the Applebee. He could sing it. He knew the lyrics. All right. Um, my my main man, Fitzpatrick J. he liked uh, the Old Town Road, but he was, you know, like five or three or whatever when that came out. So that's they make that they make those songs now. They're catchy for the kids, don't they, Ben? Catchy for the kids. All right. Uh, Brian Mull joining us, Caddy Network. Uh, so we've got Live Golf with an actual event that has been uh, played. All the speculation is over uh, as we bring Brian Mull in. So tell me something, uh, Brian. Uh, week one of Live Golf, what do you think? A whole lot of money changed hands last Sunday, <laughs> Saturday in London. We can start there. Caddies, players made, you know, life changes. But um, – 
these players have made a decision and it was a uh, it was a historic day in the history of professional golf unlike anything we've ever seen i mean let's uh let's be honest the the pga tour the united states pga tour has been the gold standard of professional golf uh, especially over the last 25 years, as you've seen more international players come over here and play full time. I mean, it's the place where you can make the most money, make the best legacy uh, and prove yourself against the best players in the world. And now that is no longer the case. I mean, there is an alternative. There is a, a tour that has uh, already accumulated a couple of Hall of Famers, a couple of lifetime members of the PGA Tour, major champions and Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson. And, and then not just the names there, but just a, a pretty good players with uh, a few more rumored to be on the way. Um, so there, there's an alternative, whether people uh, like it or not. I mean, I think the, the 54 holes and, and the scramble is a little hokey, but I had people tell me, some friends of mine who are younger, golf fans, that they absolutely love the coverage. And uh, I think the TV coverage is going to force – CBS and NBC and all the partners of the PGA Tour to really take a hard look at what they're presenting each week. And, and uh, really, to be honest, um, they, they, they've got a lot of fluff in their content. Well, and anybody who watches golf right. agrees with that. Uh, we need to see more shots. We need more action. We need no talking uh, to the, the assistant CEO you know, the corporate sales sales guy. We just don't need to hear from those people. It's just a waste of time. And um, let's get to the action. We've got a great product. Let's let's see it. You make a great point. Brian Mull, Caddy Network, uh, covers the PGA Tour uh, on the line with us here. So I watched a little bit of the live uh, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, one of those mornings, uh, and, and watched it on YouTube, which, let's face it, uh, between – YouTube and other distribution platforms, YouTube is the largest television network in the world now. I mean, it just is. Everybody has access to it. Uh, The coverage was not uh, what I would consider, uh, you know, maybe on the level of CBS at the Masters, but it was a pretty representative uh, broadcast. It's the kind of broadcast, if you watch a lot of golf, particularly overseas, it was of that quality. So I would expect it to maybe be of a little more uh, higher quality when they get over uh, to to the U.S. But the thing that is always different about uh, a European event, at least in, in, to my amateur eye, when you're watching that on, on golf uh, and you're, they're covering a tournament, that event, uh, you see a lot of golf, a lot of holes, just like you mentioned. People like the Masters because there's limited interruption from commercials. Yeah, and Augusta National controls the broadcast and tells CBS what to do, and they say we don't want any of this nonsense. You know, we want <laughs> we want you to produce a golf tournament package, a historic document of this event that we can put on YouTube in a year of the final round that is purely and solely the the coverage of the people that are competing in this year's Masters. But and that's the that's, com- that's the complaint, isn't it? Though of of everything else, there's not enough golf shots. It's unwatchable at times. And I, I watch as much golf as anybody alive and enjoy it. And I watch all the tours. Um, and I, I prefer the European coverage often in the mornings, you know, maybe not watching it intently, but just having it on because you're going to see different holes. You're going to see different shots. And 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 so often our, uh, in America on the CBS or NBC or whomever, it's a lot of putts and a lot of commercials. Well, and I'll say this, the ESPN Plus coverage of, of majors – or just of any tournament, is really good, too, because it's not loaded with spots. Correct. That's the reason it's so popular. All right, we've got- I understand you have to pay the bills, but there's ways to work around it. We've seen it work. Uh, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago at Pine Needles, the uh, the final rounds of the of the U.S. Women's Open were shown with no commercials at all, so it can be done. There's way- Look, it's television. You could put graphics up. There's picture-in-picture picture that you can do. I mean, there are ways to, to show golf shots. All right. Back to the Live Tour situation here, Brian Mull. PGA Tour is fighting for its life. And again, this is not, uh, or, or it's turf at least, maybe not its life, but this is not a uh, a great moral stand that the PGA Tour is taking. That's the thing, that's the tone in all the coverage of, of Live Golf when compared to the PGA, that, that's laughable. Yes, there are charitable initiatives. I don't want to get into the weeds here, but you know there have been stories out there that maybe the check wasn't quite as big for that charity as, as some had thought. Again, 
I, I don't think we have time with everything we got to cover to get into that. It's a story for another day. PGA Tour does some great things for certain charities, uh, particularly for regular stops. Yes, I get that. But to sit there and and to just uh, to, to, to act like it's a higher moral ground that they're taking is, is a little intellectually dishonest. Well, there's no way uh, that they can ever compete financially with what's going on in the live tour. The Saudis make a billion dollars a day off of oil. So, I mean, if they lose five million, I mean, five billion, excuse me, a year, they can make that up in right. a couple of weeks. They have 360 um, more days in the year to make it back. Yes. It'll be, a, it'll, it's going to be okay. It's never going to stop. So financially they couldn't compete without sacri- The tour couldn't compete without sacrificing all of the other offshoot tours, corn Ferry, champions, uh, PGA tour, China, whether they go back there or not, the Canadian tour, you know, on and on and on. So that's really not an alternative. Now they're going to have to look long and hard at their model and uh, I think that's good for golf in the long run. I have felt like for a while, uh, really digging into the weeds each week and covering, you know, trying to find these sleepers and fantasy golf and just looking. And, and every once in a while, it's like, how is this guy still on the PGA Tour? Like, how is he still getting in tournaments? When I know there's some guy on the Corn Ferry Tour who's ready to come out and possibly win, he should be playing in this event. You know, and there's too many guys just hanging on around the perimeter, too many edges. And I think they need to trim that fat, get it down. And I think that's kind of what Mickelson was saying in his initial beef, not get it down to the top 30, but let's get it down to to 75 guys that are exempt or maybe 100 guys are exempt and keep those other guys fighting for spots to make sure that the best talent, because everybody in golf knows right now the best talent is coming from the younger guys right. and um, they should be placating them. They should be catering to the younger generation because that's where the tour could get hurt with live is if some of these young stars coming out of college start to go the live route instead of the PGA tour route, because I mean, look at the top 10 in the world, like look at the top 10 in the FedEx cup, look at the favorites at the U S open, a lot of guys under 30, a lot of guys that are coming, a lot of guys that are favorites this week that we hadn't even heard of a couple of years ago, Will Zalatoris, Cameron Young, uh, Mito Pereira. I mean, these guys are legit golfers and it's, there's only more and more coming and the U S tour needs to do the PGA tour needs to do everything they can to keep them over here and, and, and having opportunities to play at the highest level. You and I have uh, gone through this uh, several times, but I think it's, it bears again, repeating. It is not Dustin Johnson's job. In my opinion, it's not even Phil Mickelson's job, in my opinion, uh, to be the, the backstop for this thing. Because our own nation, our own government does business with the Saudis. They do business with China. They do business with Russia. These are not, uh, these are not, these are all oppressive regimes, right? Uh, We've talked about the athletic side of it, but let's just, let's, 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 you know, kind of cut through the old crap cake here. I mean, it just, I don't know. It just, again, seems to me to be really haughty toddy that we're, we're faulting guys. We don't have to like the source of the money, but there's plenty of sources of money that if we really dug down into where it's coming from, you know, again, again, the whole thing to me just seems a little hypocritical. Well, that's the only argument they have really, as far as uh, they yeah. can't combat, they can't combat anything financially. So that's what they have to well, stand and, and on. Look, and it's a, it's a, and I'm not, I'm not in any way diluting that argument. It is a serious it, argument. It's but, a strong argument, whether you agree with it or not, it is a serious argument. They've done horrible things, and that is, and and um, they are trying to use this golf tour to make people forget about those horrible things. I mean, there's no denying that. But these people feel like they've earned the right to make that choice, whether it's Louis Oosthuizen or Sergio Garcia or Dustin Johnson, and they have to make their own decisions, and they have to look at themselves at night, and they have to think about their own reputation, and they've opted to go this route, and. You know, my point is like, I think most of the guys that are playing the US PGA Tour and even probably in the in the administrative offices are okay. Just let them go. But they don't think they're going to be able to, you know, don't they're not going to allow them to come back, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the real fight going forward. Uh, Phil Mickelson says he's earned his lifetime membership. Dustin Johnson, by winning 20 times, has earned his lifetime membership. Oh, they have. And um, there's no doubt they have. And and. You know, between their 45, 50 years cumulative of playing professional golf, they've done a lot of good. They've been two of the most popular players. They've moved the needle. 
but can they come back? I mean, that's where it gets tricky. That's where the lawyers are going to have to sort all that out. All right. Uh, we're going to get you back, uh, hold you through a break here for the next segment. Um, but let me, let me just ask you this uh, really quick. Again, some things we've talked about. We're a little further up the road after the first live event. It bears repeating. PGA Tour has uh, suspended, banned, whatever you want to say, these, these gentlemen who have gone over to play on the live tour. Where are the majors today? And obviously, DJ and Phil are playing in Massachusetts at the U.S. Open this weekend. We're going to talk about that in a, in a little bit, the actual event. But where are the majors on this? And isn't that, isn't that the firewall, essentially? That is the firewall because um, not only did, can they make decisions. I mean, it's in the majors' best interest to have the strongest field, right? So they, they probably have to, they have to think about this uh, for a long time. It's not really in the major's best interest to, to line up with the PGA Tour, even though they have formed a, a coalition of sorts. Um, the problem is going to be, ultimately, Liv is officiated with the Asian Golf Tour, but because it's a new venture, it's, there's like a two-year period before these players can accumulate official wor world ranking points, and that has to be voted on by the other governing bodies. So basically... Uh, the USGA, the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, they kind of hold the keys there as the main as the main uh, you know, voters in that block. And so that's going to be interesting to see, because if 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 you can't earn official world ranking points while playing the live tour, yes, you can make a lot of money while you do it. But you're not going to be able to maintain a high enough ranking to get into those majors, which is what I think you know the elite players are hoping to do, obviously, is play those 12 events play four majors, and as Dustin Johnson said, the rest of the time, do whatever they want. But Phil Mickelson says he still wants to play PGA events. Yeah, as uh, as the, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson said, he, he's interested in doing that as well. And that's that's going to have to be sorted out in the courts. I don't see any way around that because I, I think both sides have a reasonable argument, and um, I don't know who's right. Brian Mull, Caddy Network, last thing on live. Uh, do you foresee in a couple weeks some big names that maybe haven't been announced yet playing in Portland? Uh, I think there's more trickling. Uh, I think Brooks Kepka would not surprise me one bit. Um, he, he strikes me, uh, especially, you know, all he, he's, he's made it clear that all he cares about is the majors anyway. And um, I, I could certainly, I could certainly see Brooks wanting more of that pace, more of that lifestyle and that guaranteed money. Uh yeah, they're going to get a few more, you know, and, and if they get a, a, another half dozen out of the top 100, then that, that's really a significant issue for right. the PGA Tour. Okay, we're going to get into the U.S. Open right now. Uh, Maul's going to hang through the break, and we're going to get Ben Byram in for a 94-3 the game sports update. Thanks, Pasher. Big news dump out of ECU baseball. Let's get right into it. As we start with a group of guys hit the transfer portal and sophomore catcher and utility player Joey Resnick, who's a big piece in that team later down the stretch. Sophomore right-hander C.J. Boyd and redshirt freshman pitcher Bradley Wilson, who was a big recruit coming into the offseason earlier in the year. Looking at Bradley Wilson's current offseason assignment, he's scheduled to go play in the Coastal Plains League for the Wilmington Sharks. Moving on, some more news out of ECU baseball. A couple of guys notched some national honors. Bryson Wells, Zach Agnos, Carter Spivey. All earned American Baseball Coaches Association Atlantic All-Region Team Honors Boys at a mouthful. Senior Jake Kuchmaner was tabbed a Senior Class Award Second Team All-American. And Carter Spivey earned another honors Second Team All-American National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association Team member. Speaking of college baseball, the American Athletic Conference of Baseball is about to really ramp up with some solid competition joining the conference next year. The AAC has officially announced that on July 1st, 2023, Charlotte, Texas, San Antonio, UAB, North Texas, FAU, and Rice will be members of the conference officially on that date. Clemson will hire Eric Backage as its next baseball coach. Backage was spent, has spent the last decade at Michigan where he led the Wolverines to a runner-up finish in the 2019 College World Series and five NCAA tournament appearances. The 44-year-old Backage is returning to Clemson 
Jefferson, where he started his coaching career in 2002 as a volunteer assistant under Jack Leggett. Back to played for Coach Keith LeClaire at ECU. Also, former Pirate player Nick Schnabel will join Baggage in the move as an assistant. Tuesday, Tuesday's leaderboard for the Big Rock Tournament remains unchanged at the 64th annual event. There were 38 boats on the water yesterday as the threat of bad weather resulted in the other 228 boats deciding to take a lay day. Fishing is expected to pick up early or greatly today. The Mercenaries Day 1 catch of a Marlin win at over 572 continues to lead the way. Builder's Choice snuck in earlier today at the top five of 479-pound Blue Marlin. And D.H. Conley announced Tuesday that Shannon McLaughlin has been named the school's athletic director. Former Viking great Kendrick Green has been named the new boys basketball coach. McLaughlin and Green are taking over positions previously held by Rob Maloney, who in May was named director of athletics for Pitt County Schools. Mandatory minicamp is underway for the Carolina Panthers. Wide receiver Robbie Anderson was in attendance, but squash retirement speculation. Many veterans got the day off while quarterback Sam Darnold and Matt Corral practiced in full. The current word out of Charlotte is that Matt Corral had an unbelievable minicamp earlier today, making some really great throws and really thriving and looking like the quarterback of the future. The Panthers are continuing to work out a trade deal for quarterback Baker Mayfield. The Browns are negotiating with the Panthers. And reports indicate Carolina's expressing urgency to get a deal done soon. League sources say a major problem continues to be Mayfield's contract and how much of that $19 million in guaranteed money Cleveland is willing to retain. That's going to do it for your 94 The Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Byron. More from the Live Golf Tour, maybe a little HV3 talk from Brian Mole on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for only $2.50. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. We're in the most active season of the year right now, but if you have joint pain, you can't do things you like to do. Maybe that joint pain's keeping you from playing around the golf. You know, we got tennis, we got pickleball, maybe just getting out, going for a jog in your neighborhood. QC Kinetics is helping people right here get the fun back with advanced regenerative treatments from local medical professionals. Regenerative medicine is the hottest thing going. It's basically taking growth factors with healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, then putting them back into your aching joints. They have over 100 clinics nationwide, including right here. So yes, you can get real relief from pain with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Stop putting it off. Call QC Kinetics now to learn more about regenerative medicine and get a totally free in-office consultation. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. 765-PAIN. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps 
Get you on. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Brian Ball, Caddy Network with us uh, here. We've got the U.S. Open this week. Uh, the you, you put out an interesting tweet at BG Mole on Twitter. Is where you could go to, to keep up uh, with Brian uh, all year round. But this weekend especially, it'll be an entertaining follow. This is what's interesting to me. Um, you you say essentially tweeting that the U and I'm paraphrasing to a degree here that the U.S. Open is the one that maybe is is not as interesting for for fans to watch because of how they've designed the course in recent years. Um, and, and this is going to be a little bit different. So kind of explain that. Yeah, I just think between uh, going to some random courses that probably weren't suitable for U.S. Open. Um, whether it was Chambers Bay out in Washington or Aaron Hills in Wisconsin, which where the fairways were 70 yards wide. Um, and then the setups uh, sprinkled in some in the last five or six years. Of course, you know, wing foot, there were no fans. So that was kind of odd. But then, um, you know, looking at Shinnecock Hills, the way the course kind of, you know, where, where Phil had his outburst and other players were complaining and kind of got pushed to the edge. And I just think it, it's kind of become – you know, yeah, there's some drama, some sideshow stuff, but I mean, you know, in the fourth most interesting major, at least to me personally, because the PGA Championship delivers every year with tr- tremendous drama and a great field. And and usually, I mean, if you look back at the last five or six years of that tournament, it's 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 arguably been the most exciting major. So, um, but I do think this week is different. I think the Country Club is a classic test um, of old school. Uh, golf that's been renovated uh, and now the modern players who can bash it 360 yards get to attack it but the defense is in the greens which are tiny and slopey and fast and uh, there's going to be some wind and some elevation change of course uh, tremendous history there at the country club with Francis we met beating the two English pro legends in 1913 as an amateur when the U.S. Open which really did a lot for golf in this country and then, um, you know, now these guys are going to tackle this course. They're going to try to overpower it. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. It's just, I've never been there, but it looks like a very cool piece of property all the way around. Um, from the infrastructure to the, to the actual golf course itself, uh, the terrain looks incredible. At the practice round, Mickelson was, was mobbed. And people still love Phil, right, uh, by and large. Yeah, uh, I don't think that most people care and um, – I don't know. You know what I find interesting in this is like on Twitter, some folks get so excited about defending DJ and Phil's right to make a lot of money when, you know, in in essence, DJ and Phil already have a lot more money than most people. And and DJ and Phil probably don't really care what that person thinks to begin with. I mean, yeah, they'd like to have their support. So it's just interesting to me to watch this dynamic that kind of plays out sometimes. Um, You know, folks are going to yeah, people are going to always well, pull for Phil, and some people are probably going to hunker down and pull for him harder. You've been in those clubhouses. How how do you think those – What what's that atmosphere like? I think there's some icy interactions. I mean, because you, you now have American U.S. PGA Tour players that are, that are committed to this tour being asked every day by the media, especially at a tournament like the U.S. Open, and uh, speaking very candidly on the record, and that's going to cause some division. In, in the locker rooms, but, you know, I think the way the live guys look at it is we're only – we don't have to see these guys every week. We're just popping in, you right. know, a couple of three weeks a year and uh, and, and, and don't have, really have to worry about it. We're doing our own thing. It's a big field. Might not even see each other. Um, I did find it interesting that Grayson Murray and North Carolina's Grayson Murray and Kevin Nas lockers are, are, are right <laughs> beside each other this week, and they've had a ongoing right. Twitter battle for, for about a year. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's alphabetical, but it's kind of, kind of funny that they're going to have to probably spend some time together in the locker room. It was interesting. I mean, Rory's been all in. He's kind of now who the PGA tour is put to the forefront of this thing, uh, as the face, but, uh, Justin Thomas was a little more nuanced. I mean, he, he's, he was very honest. I thought in his comments this week that he goes back and forth on this. Uh, really his opinion on this changes day to day, maybe hour to hour. And he understands it. And he's not going to like guys that he likes any less because of their, what they've made as a decision. 
Yeah, and I don't think that uh, uh, yeah, Tiger and Justin Thomas and Rory and John Rahm, who said yesterday that he could four hundred million wouldn't change his life. He could retire tomorrow and live comfortably until he died. Um, they, it's careful. You got to be careful letting them be the spokesperson because they've already made generational wealth. Right. Right. And this is an opportunity for some other guys to, to, to maybe have it. To, to do that right and so you're, the argument there is not exactly fair i think um you know ha- having somebody that's more kind of a journeyman middle of the pack guy that's won a couple of tournaments to be the be the spokesperson you know i think they're going to have a more accurate take on it right so i mean i think rory's handles, handles himself very well he's always a very articulate intelligent person thoughtful and uh you know but he's made a he's made a ton of money because of his golf ability uh, already yeah. So. All right. Tiger not playing in the U.S. Open. Does this improve his shot at the British? And, and does it surprise you? Yeah. I mean, h- here we are in Boston and another hilly golf course. Uh, it's, you know, Augusta's always hilly. Certainly Southern Hills lives up to its name. Um, and I think when he probably thought about that, the uneven lies and, uh, you know, the, the difficulty of a U.S. Open to begin with. I think it was the right decision and uh, he's got to get his body right because St. Andrews is somewhere where he can compete. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think we've seen with Greg Norman's run uh, it, to, towards a British open late in his career, certainly Tom Watson's famous run at age 59. We've seen older golfers be able to compete in the British open more so than any of the other majors uh, consistently. And uh, I think, you know, Tigers won twice at St. Andrews. Um, he can kind of plot his way around as he likes to say there and, um, the greens aren't quite as fast. So I think he, he's really gearing up for that. And, um, you know, it's one of his favorite places in the world as it is for most people. All right. Brian Mull, caddy network, uh, with us, follow him on Twitter at BG Mull. uh, Harold Varner tees off tomorrow morning at seven fifty one, top 40 in the world. How do you handicap Harold this week? Harold's been playing well. I mean, uh, really impressed with how he's improved his short game this year. Uh, certainly he needs to improve his weekend play. His uh, Sunday scoring average is, is not good, as most people know, but he's putting himself there. Um, and I think his tee to, green game, tee to green game and his improved short game will give him a very good opportunity this week. Who are your picks? I like Shane Lowry a lot. This course just seems to have a little bit of a European feel to me. Uh, not so much linksy, but there's going to be a little bit of wind, some bouncing, going to have to have a great short game. His He's been really playing well all season. Hadn't won yet, but he's been right. Was right there at the Masters. Certainly uh, has had a, has a great year. I like um, I like Rom again. Um, I know he's the defending champion, but uh, he, he started to uh, show some signs with his short game and his putting uh, in the last couple of events. And I just think uh, when, you, when you look at the recent champions of the U.S. Open, it's big boy golf. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau. Um, you know, Rom, of course. So uh, I think it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I, I like Max Homa as a sleeper a little bit, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Webb, Webb Simpson have a good week. I don't think he can win, but right. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him pop up in the top ten. Well, then he'll be Raleigh's Webb Simpson. All right, what about Zalatoris? I love Zalatoris. Um, uh, I think if you don't like him in the majors, you haven't been paying attention. Five top tens in the last eight majors. Uh, his ball striking never rests. Uh, he seems to find a way to putt a little bit better in the majors as opposed to the regular tournaments. And I, I'm, I'm sure he's driven by his close calls and, and takes a ton of confidence from the way he hold that putt on the 72nd hole at Southern Hills to force the playoff. And I, I would certainly expect him uh, him to be in the mix as well. And uh, you certainly can't overlook Justin Thomas the way he's been playing for the last uh, the last few months. If it's Rory and Mickelson down the stretch, how great would that be? That would be phenomenal. That would be phenomenal. Maybe a little, uh, maybe a little DeChambeau uh, on the side there, thrown yeah, in, making yeah. making a late charge. Yeah, that'd be something. That'd be that'd be some good drama. I think a lot of people would tune in. Oh yeah, it'll wrap up on Father's Day. Brian Mall, father of uh, two, and happy Father's Day uh, to you. Thanks for the time here, and uh, I think we covered a lot of ground. Good stuff. Thanks, Patrick. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, and enjoy the U.S. Open. Yeah, we will. Appreciate it, buddy. No Shoffley there, huh? Yeah, he's he, he stood by it. I respect it. He's off the Shoffley train, as he uh, proclaimed on Twitter. You know, that used to be a running joke with me is the fact that, all right, 
He's bound to bring up Shoffley here every interview. That was his guy. Uh, quite a run here tonight you got, potentially. You got the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Uh, tomorrow, NBA Finals Game 6. Uh, and then uh, I think it's Friday the night that uh, it's Game 2. No, it's Saturday's the Game 2 of the Stanley Cup. Yep, yep. And then uh, we could have Game 7 on Saturday and then Game 3 for the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll uh, get back at it tomorrow. Ben, who you got? Bolts or the Avs? Uh, I, I got the Bolts. Bolts for yeah. sure. I mean, they have the experience. They're, they're a dynasty, let's face it. Uh, tougher division. The Avs are just, I think they're imitators. They're... Every year there's a team in hockey that the media, the hockey media nerds love to proclaim the next big thing, and they always come up short. That's the abs this year. That's my hot okay. take. All right. Uh, bolts in five. Oh, yeah. Bolts, I wouldn't bolts. be surprised if the Bolts sweep them or they at least maybe drop a game in the series. Yeah, I'm going lightning in five. All right. Um, good stuff today, boys. Nice job by Chris producing Ben B. Baby Byram on the updates and uh, we'll have uh, an exciting I mean exciting edition for you tomorrow uh, and that is uh, what we'll be doing so we'll look forward to catching up with you tomorrow thanks to Brian Mall for being with us and uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show Hello, this is Sergeant Brad Taylor with the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. Have you ever thought about a career as a North Carolina State Trooper? We are currently looking to fill positions across the state, and your career could start with training as a part of the 158th or 159th Basic Patrol schools beginning in early 2023. With competitive pay, great benefits, and having a daily positive impact on your community, now is the time to make the change. Find out more by visiting www.ncdps.gov or contact the local District Highway Patrol office in your area. Thank you and have a safe day. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. The name you can depend on. Phelps Chevrolet. Get you one. We're in the most active season of the year right now, but if you have joint pain, you can't do things you like to do. Maybe that joint pain's keeping you from playing around the golf. You know, we got tennis, we got pickleball, maybe just getting out, going for a jog in your neighborhood. QC Kinetics is helping people right here get the fun back with advanced regenerative treatments from local medical professionals. Regenerative medicine is the hottest thing going. It's basically taking growth factors with healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, then putting them back into your aching joints. They have over 100 clinics nationwide, including right here. So yes, you can get real relief from pain with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Stop putting it off. Call QC Kinetics now to learn more about regenerative medicine and get a totally free in-office consultation. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. 765-PAIN. I'm on site at the Gavigan Agency with commercial insurance specialist Nathan Brannon. Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Gavigan Agency. Great to talk with you, Hank. As you mentioned, I'm a commercial insurance agent for the Gavigan Agency and specialize in offering general liability, commercial property, business auto, and workers' compensation insurance to independent contractors, small business owners, and larger commercial customers throughout eastern North Carolina. Nathan, it sounds like the Gavigan Agency can provide just about any coverage a business owner may need. That's right, Hank. The Gavigan Agency is a fully independent insurance agency with access to some of the top insurance carriers in the region, and we offer a full host of insurance products to help protect our customers' personal and business insurance needs. As a graduate of East Carolina University, I am passionate about taking care of my fellow pirates. So give the Gavigan Agency a call today at 252-756-1400 and let them show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. 
Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here, just Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch. WRHTHD1 Farmville, Washington, Greenville. Crystal clear FM Sports Talk 24-7, 365. Unless we forget to pay the power bill. 94-3, the game.